Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. First and goal from the seven-yard line. Shotgun for Trevor. Inside handoff to Travis Etienne. Into the end zone. Touchdown! They're going to move it to the one-yard line, and then the Jags are going to go for two here. Oh, yeah, nice little gap right there. They hand it to Etienne. He is into the end zone, and the two-point conversion is good. He walked into the end zone. Congratulations to Travis Etienne. After scoring 78 touchdowns at Clemson, he finally gets his first career touchdown, and boy, did they need it. Sounds of the game from last week's game against the Giants. You can check out the full episode right now on Jaguars.com and how topical that it is about Travis Etienne. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time on a Thursday morning. Ashlyn, Brian, and John here with you as the team is getting ready to head to London this afternoon, taking off around 5 o'clock. What a normal day, as normal as it can be. What does it feel normal? All the um, the construction projects around the Florida-Georgia game. Georgia-Florida, for those of you north of the border. Um, (laughs) Florida-Georgia. Well, I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've said Florida, Georgia, and had Georgia people go, no, no, it's Georgia, Florida. When is that ever so going I'm to saying, end? Well, I went to Kansas. Sakes. Right? Who cares? <laughs> um, but it, it, there's so much going on out there in the bowl, you know? I mean, they've been so big on, you know, don't turn the cameras on the field during practice and don't mm-hmm. walk around inside there. And this week, it's like the whole world's in that bowl. So It's a huge distraction, I yeah. can imagine, with so much going on. And just the day-to-day life of building a facility as well outside in this parking lot, there's a lot going on at the stadium this yeah. week. Yeah, it's a crazy place. All right, let's get into big things, shall we? Big thing one is Trevor Lawrence, back-to-back productive weeks for the quarterback and the offense as a whole the past couple of weeks. The quarterback going forward looking for more consistency. So there's usually something that kind of tells the story, but... When you look at the way we've, we've played, obviously hasn't been good enough to win more games, and that's, that's the main goal, so that's really all we're, we're talking about. But, you know, we've been able to move the ball in everybody we've played. We've had a lot, a lot of yards pretty much in, in every game, and, um, but just certain areas, whether that's third down one week, red zone one week, um, turnovers one week, whatever it is, we just got to kind of put together a complete game and do that more frequently, you know, more consistently. So. You know, we look at all that, and we know what we're capable of it. We've shown when we when we're at our best, we're playing well. We're a great offense, so um, we got to we got to get back to that and just being more consistent. 
Big thing to Russell Wilson, the Broncos quarterback, limited at practice yesterday. However, he did tell media after practice that he will be playing on Sunday after not playing last week. Nonetheless, Doug Peterson preparing just in case for the backup for the Broncos. There's a ton of film with, with Russell, and now there's a game with, with the backup with Ripien. And, um, you know, we just, we, just go, we just go about it as business as usual. We understand both, you know. Uh, we understand what Russell brings to that team, and he also has the ability to run and use his legs. And he's, I've, I've played against him or coached against him many times, and, and, and he can beat you doing that. And, um, you know, and so it, it just has to, it has to be a, you know, kind of the every hand on deck, so to speak, to, to exhaust the film, understand, you know, kind of what, the, you know, what our defense is getting into and, and be, uh, be prepared for both. And big thing three, that guy Doug Peterson, his first trip to London with the Jaguars and taking a really big picture look of the season and where this franchise will be maybe three years going forward. But the week-to-week is still important, and it's not the only story. I wish we had a few more of these wins, you know, that there's the losses that were wins, but we are two and five. And, and I do believe this, that the team is in a really good place mentally. They... You know, this is, a, this, is a, this is a good group to coach. You know, they're they're still hungry. You know, and, and still working, working hard. You know, and, and doing the right things to try to get this thing flipped around. And there you have it. Those are big things. Going back to big thing one, Trevor Lawrence in his press conference yesterday, and we talked in yesterday's show about the optimism in the building. And it's not rah rah two and five, but. Trevor, and when he spoke yesterday, you could sense he feels good about where he's at. He feels good about where he's moving. Does he want more wins? Yeah. But you sense this excitement in his voice when he talks about the way he's been playing lately. I, I thought about this because, John, we've been talking about it, uh, you know, six drives of over 60 yards and you know, costing themselves with turnovers or penalties. or You know what they are? They're incomplete, and we all know that. They don't have that game-breaking um, uh, death-defying kind of player that all of a sudden can turn things over and change a game. But they're competitive, right? That's where the optimism comes from. Mm-hmm. They know that they're incomplete, yet they're competitive. And so when you've got that, it's like, look, we can still get this done, if we ha- but we have to play our best game, right? right? Someday they won't. Someday they'll have a Jamar Chase kind of receiver that everybody has to focus on, and then all of a sudden there's more room for Travis Etienne and for the tight end sliding underneath. I mean, it changes everything when you have that kind of game-changing player, mm-hmm. which is why they call him a game-changing player. Um, they're incomplete, but they're competitive. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you think about something and analyze it every day, you know, that phrase, the forest for the trees, yeah, uh, comes in. And I think with Trevor – you know, every day in my inbox, I get four or five questions. He's not this, or he is this, or he's great. So we've avoided the whole thing uh, this year of saying, well, this is really his rookie season. Because I don't know what all that means. I don't know how to define what it's supposed to be. But if he was a rookie seven games in, and he was on pace for 21 or 22 touchdowns with uh, – nine or ten interceptions with this around him if he was a rookie you'd feel really good about it yeah mm-hmm. so forget the rookie everything if you just take from where he was at this point last year to where he is right now how can you not see dramatic improvement absolutely and who is to say that it's not going con- to, to continue in that direction so 
I think he's starting to feel that a little bit. If you if you remember last year, there was a time where all the madness was going on, where I don't want to say he went in the tank a little bit, but it got really old. The season sort of got old, which does for a rookie. It, it would have for anybody last year. Mm-hmm. I don't sense that this year. No. I sense that he's feeling that of, oh, I'm figuring out, and the things that people are criticizing me for, the end of game, the no comeback, that'll come if I just stay true to what I'm doing. It's hard to do because we're such a statistical statistically driven um, sports culture, right, with fantasy football and all that. But if you just throw the stats away and let your eyes tell you what's happening, right, trust that what you see when you see him making plays down the field the last couple of weeks is what this kid is. Don't worry about whether he has, you know, 10 more touchdowns than interceptions or what his completion percentage is. You'll know at the end of this season if he's the guy because you'll be able to say, I saw it through the course of the year. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the conflict point is always going to be, you know, there there are still overthrows. Yeah. There yeah. is some touch stuff that you would like to see him work out. I don't, I don't know what the end game on that is. I know he will continue to work on it. Of course, but every quarterback has that, those. Right, exactly. And, and it, but most quarterbacks have that one guy who goes above the X's and O's and doesn't make them stand out so right. much. Right. Jaguars don't have that at this moment. Who's to say some guy can't develop into that or they go get that guy? The game yeah. changer you mentioned. Yeah, they need to go get that guy. Yeah. yeah. And they will. Hey, real quick on Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, since it appears that he's going to play now. I talked to a scout and a coach, guys who've been here about him, uh, who are out in the NFC now. And they said the most important thing to know about Wilson is that he sees everything, right? He's not the biggest. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not going to be really mobile with the hamstring. But, man, if you give him an inch, he will find it. Mm-hmm. He just has this uncanny knack of seeing the entire field. That's the key to beating him. And just the veteran presence. Even when we talk about Matt Ryan with the Colts and everyone was saying, oh, Matt Ryan isn't it. He's not the future. Well, just the veteran presence that you see on the field against a young Jaguars defense. You're so right. You can't give them anything because they're going to point it out. Yeah, you can't. It's hard to fool him. Mm -hmm. And if you make a mistake, he'll fool you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A major storyline, though, is he has not played like that guy. Uh, So. Will this be the game that he turns it on? That's what always scares you when you're playing. It's what scared you about Matt Ryan. Right. Is this the game you finally turn it on? Because Russell Wilson has not played like Russell Wilson. There are people who think he's not uh, running as well, not as mobile, and that's taken part of his game away. Sometimes when guys hear that, they get tired of hearing it, and they play very well. So that's what makes Russell dangerous this weekend. He also has the pectoral injury. He flew out to L.A. and – had a specialist look at it, and they haven't put him in a harness or anything crazy like that. But he's not yeah, 100% okay. healthy. And look, they let him go. I mean, Seattle traded him. You have to ask yourself why, mm-hmm. right? So th- I'm not saying he's unbeatable. He's got two really good receivers. If you recall, Cortland Sullivan or Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. had seven for 159 and a touchdown here last year. They got their hands full with him going to be a tough game for the Jaguars on Sunday against the Broncos in London. When we come back, we go around the locker room for more on that game. Fields Auto Group Jacksonville, step up to luxury, fieldsauto.com. We are back, Jaguars drive time. A major storyline this Thursday morning is the departure of James Robinson to the New York Jets and Travis Etienne being the guy, being the starting running back that we already knew he was, but now with this trade, it's very clear. Travis Etienne yesterday in the locker room I thought was fantastic on balancing missing his teammate, but appreciating that he is now the guy. 
as a competitor, this is what I wanted, and as a competitor, that's what he wanted. So now he has, he, he can go in there and be the man. He, he gets the carriage that he wants, that he needs, and uh, as you know, James get better as the game goes. And I feel like it's the same for me, and uh, we both want to have a chance to showcase our skills and uh, be hella players. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. He, he balanced it so well. Did you see James Robinson's comments yesterday? I did. He, it didn't. It doesn't look like he's unhappy, right? He's in New York, and he's 5-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. Win-win. No more drama. And there wasn't win, really win, ever win. drama. But I thought Travis, especially, there were about 30 reporters around his locker. And Travis, this was kind of his first welcome to the NFL moment. Mm-hmm. They asked about when they traded LaVisca Schnault was kind of his first taste of this. But this is a guy, they had lockers next to each other. And all of a sudden, he's just gone. And he spoke about, yeah, it's a little weird. It takes him getting used to. You're not, you know accustomed to this yeah and he uh we are seeing in the last month it's kind of self-evident at this point him turn into one of the core players and the main guys on this team this is his rookie season spokesman for the team if you will i mean it's it's uh trevor josh allen uh travis Etienne, guys like that because Travis is earning that on the field, and he is a guy who is deciding the direction. When when I say deciding, I don't mean he's making the decisions for the franchise. Yeah, but he's giving you something. But he's dictating how this franchise is going right now. And I think think he's going to handle it well. And uh, the issue is, uh, does he have the stamina to do it, and can he protect the ball to do it? And that's what he's going to need to work on moving forward. But talent-wise, he sure got it. Well, and I'm not surprised that he handled the media well. He came from a Clemson program that was in the spotlight every year he was there. Of course, he was one of the best players, so he saw a lot of media action, and he handled himself well. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, we also spoke to Trey Herndon, who is going to be the starting cornerback for at least the next four weeks as Shaquille Griffin has been placed on injured reserve, speaking about a week that's already kind of weird going to London, now even weirder for Trey Herndon. Oh yeah. Um, after being here for a while, you know, playing for a while, it's kind of just been my role, um, being able to, you know, play outside or inside whenever someone may go down or anything. So, just having those stacked years of doing that, um, I'm very confident going in. Just believing that the coaches believe in me to do so, you know, that also gives me confidence and the team as well. The guys on the defense, offense, believing in me. So, yeah, good confidence coming in for sure. And every guy's going to say they have good confidence when they get into the starting lineup. But I do believe Trey Hernan because this isn't his first rodeo. He has done this countless times where he's had to step in and play in a matter of five days. You know, I, I God forbid that I quote Jalen Ramsey here because um, John might lose it. <laughs> but Ramsey always used to say that he thought Trey Herndon could play. He wasn't ready to play. And I don't think he's a front-line player. But, John, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think we'll see Shaq Griffin again. I mean, I, not the injury or anything. I think what happens is you get um, you get four more weeks down to this thing, and you're in week 12, week 13, mm-hmm. and then why would you put him back in when his salary cap figure next year says, and his performance say, it's time to move on. And then you put Monteric Brown in, who Doug told us on Monday, told us last week, is a guy who's playing better, starting to make strides on the practice field. I, I think we've seen the end of Shaq Griffin here, and so it's, it's up to Trey Herndon. And, you know, back to the Ramsey thing, let's see if he's evolved over the last couple of years since Ramsey made that comment in 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I certainly think it's a good possibility we won't see Shaq again. But for the reasons you cite, that by the time he gets back, you're going to be, what, uh, four or five games for the end of the yeah. season, contract situation. I, I was watching Trey Herndon there, and I was smiling because I remember when he first got here, he, he hated doing it. Hated it. I'm sure he doesn't I really enjoy it now, but he's a much different kid. 
and think, well, of course he's a different kid. He's seen some stuff around here, right? Oh, oh my man. God. Yeah. I mean, he was standing right in the middle of Jalen's explosion in 2019. Yeah, he, 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 he was in the same meeting room as Jalen oh, Ramsey yeah. for years, was next to him. And then, of course, he was here last year, the year before. Oh, I mean, yeah. he, he, he did not expect this when he left Vanderbilt. He is no longer a kid. No, <laughs> right. who could have? He's no longer a kid. He's a man. You know, he's a guy who yeah. has evolved into a, a player. Of, you know, he got beat early last week, which is – not a surprise. He hasn't played a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he settled in, and I'm told that he played okay. Mm-hmm. So let's see if he improves this week. It's a big challenge because Jerry Judy can really run. And Cortland Sutton, you know, he's, he's six foot four. He's got long arms. He's a Michael Pittman kind of guy right. who they he can make you look bad. So they've got to be ready. He's mm-hmm. got to play better this week right out of the gate. He does. And you forget he's a guy that just almost like a Shatley, just who is always here, always dependable, doesn't yep. get enough credit for being Undrafted, that plug just play like guy. Shatley. Yeah. Right. But I'll never forget when Jalen p- paid him a compliment. And I went, you're talking about another cornerback? What? And being nice? Yeah, exactly. This is weird. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, last locker room for us. Jawan Taylor talking about going to London, how this is kind of just another away game at this point. Oh, most definitely, yeah. For the guys who have been here, they uh, you know they got know how to operate when going to London. Uh, it's not really that, that hard, but at the same time, it's still kind of hard just getting your body adjusted because as soon as you get over there, you got to get ready and prepare for practice, and your body's still on like a 3.30 a.m. time frame. So uh, it's kind of it's tough, but if you get used to it, you'll be all right. Pretty fascinating, I think, that two teams that are playing the same game on the same field are handling this week so incredibly differently. The Broncos flying out on Monday night and have been there this entire week. Their whole life this week has been interrupted where the Jaguars are sticking to their plan. It's a storyline, and I'm curious you know, how teams do this differently, and there's an adaption to it, but the Jaguars aren't shaking from the plan that's worked for them for yeah, years. It's interesting because uh, Nate Hackett, who's, who's the coach of the Broncos, was here – most of the time he was here, this team went on th- on Thursday, the, the way we're doing today. Yeah, 15, 16, and 17. And I think they won every game. Yeah. Usually you switch up when you haven't, haven't had success. So uh, here's what will happen, Brian. So in the last four or five years, I don't remember a team really going this early since the Jaguars did it in 12 and 13 or 13 and 14. 13 and 14, they went out on, on Monday and then they went out on Sunday. So now what will happen is if the Broncos win, every team will now go like four yeah. weeks early. <laughs> this one will. Blow off the games. <laughs> right. So, I don't think this it, one will. But it's such a copycat league that everybody will mimic it now. And I don't know that it has – sometimes the difference when you go play over there yeah. is which team's better. Guess what, Brian? Oh, that <laughs> Do you remember 2013? We're standing on the field. And here come the defending uh, NFC champion San Francisco 49ers. And they ran by. I'm like, whoa. Because <laughs> they were big and athletic. I mean, if you go back and look at that team, they were huge. And the Jaguars weren't. When the Jaguars walked in, there was a noticeable difference. You're like, yeah. And then the Cowboys the next year is like, okay. And all the London strategy goes out the window. Well, it does go out the window. Uh, you know, this team has gone from here on Monday, from Cincinnati after a game in 2014. We flew right over. Um, it's all about... The, the, the program that works for you because these guys talk about business. Remember, in 2015, we were there all week, and I went with um, Cinderic Marks and Mercedes Lewis to sell poppies, which is the, you know, the, the symbol of their uh, Remembrance Day. Mm-hmm. And so it was a, a big community event right down in the, the heart of London. Well, they don't do that anymore, right? That's not how they market this team over there. Uh, they figured it out. They've got a, a group over there that handles that. The football team comes in, they play the game, and then they go home. Right. And call it's, it a day. It's about getting a win. And Doug told us 
yesterday because I asked him about the trip and having the game because they asked for the buy. He goes, look, this is supposed to be just like a West Coast trip. It's really not that much different. Mm -hmm. So let's treat it like that and let's get in, let's get out, let's come home, let's get ready for the next game. All right. That is around the locker room on Jaguars Drive time. When we come back, he will, he won't, he might on the Jaguars Digital Network. Suddeth is Jacksonville's trusted and reliable moving company. Suddeth is proud to be the official moving company of the Jacksonville Jaguars. To get a stress-free quote, call 904-638-7536. Jaguars drive time Thursday morning, getting ready for a Sunday game in London, bright and early. So it is time for he will, he won't, he might. Brian, what do you got? I'm going with Josh Allen. Uh, I love finding him on Wednesdays after practice because he'll actually invite you to sit down next to him and just talk. Um, so I'm going to say he will make a big play on Sunday. He kept talking about how the defense, with just one play, right, one tip ball interception, one sack strip fumble recovery, they feel like they're close, and that will reignite the personality that we talked about uh, early in the season, but we haven't since. Mm -hmm. So I, I, he'll be the guy to make the play because he knows that they're all kind of counting on him to be that guy and that we're expecting it from him. That's Josh Allen, seventh pick of the draft, mm -hmm. you know, looking for the big contract. He knows it, um, and, and not in a putting all the pressure on his shoulders kind of way. He wants to make the play. Um, he won't make mental mistakes this week. You know, he, he jumped off sides, right? Then went and sacked the quarterback, caused the fumble. Jags have it, right? Except he jumped off sides. Um, he was really, he beat himself up for that play when we were sitting there talking um, and, and had some very strong words for his teammates about playing better football um, and doing the things that they have to do. So I think he'll lead the way by not making mental mistakes mm -hmm. and costing himself and his team. Uh, and finally, I think that big play might be one in the fourth quarter this week that sets up a game-winning field goal. Mm -hmm. Sets up the close game win for the Jaguars this week because, you know, Josh is one of those longer-tenured players around here and a guy that we all expect to be that playmaker. And he knows it, and he wants to do it, and I think this might be the week. Mm -hmm. I like that. And you can so see just the personality of the defense, and I keep going back to week three in Los Angeles. But you do – you envision – all they need is one because once they start believing, this is almost a false confident group. And once they start believing, I see it on the sidelines. <laughs> They're going nuts. Yep. You can say it's the momentum and they haven't had to play the last couple of weeks. And this is a group that I think needs to feed off momentum. They do. They yeah. do. Um, my he will, he won't, he might is uh, Trey Herndon. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we just talked about him, so I'll make it quick. He will be the guy for a while. Uh, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be the guy out there. Um, it's, a, it's a chance that he's uh, waited for in this sort of environment for a long time. He, he's had chances before with the team really not in very good situations. So I think he's got his chance to sort of show that he can start and be a – again, I don't, I don't know this age of his career if he's going to be a long-term starter anywhere, but he has a chance to show he can do it. He won't be overwhelmed by it. As we saw in the clip and as you've seen from him so far this season – He's ready for this. He's comfortable with his role. He's fine with uh, being a guy who comes in when he gets a chance. Mm -hmm. And he might be the guy – I don't want to overstate this, but with Shaq Griffin against the Colts, the Colts saw something that they knew the Jaguars couldn't stop, and it was an ugly, ugly situation for the last quarter and a half where it took away any chance that defense had of being effective. 
Trey Herndon might be able – he's not going to be a pro bowler. He's not going to be a lockdown guy. But he might be able to get that sorted out enough where he might be the guy to give the defense a chance to get back to what you were just talking yeah. about. Get enough good man coverage, disrupt enough near the line to allow the pass rush time to get home. Last two weeks, the pass rush has not had time to get to the quarterback. If Trey Herndon can be a little better than Shaq, all of a sudden maybe that pass rush gets a little better. So he might, he might in his way, be the key to this thing. Shalane? Yeah, kind of just like neutralizing the situation. Yeah. It sounds harsh, but not being a liability where you're hurting yeah. the defense. Like, you don't have to be great. Just keep it even at this point. Well, he's going to be the bridge. They really like Monteric Brown, Buster mm-hmm. Brown. He's going to be that bridge. He's going to be that guy until Brown so give is him ready. Time. Yeah. If he can step in and play 10 games, if that's what they need the rest of the year, or six games right. until he's ready to go late in the year, uh, then he'll be a really important part in, the, in this franchise. Absolutely. My, he will, he won't, he might. It's Travis Etienne, like John just said, Trey Herndon being the guy on defense. This is now the guy on offense. He always was the guy. James Robinson's trade confirms this is the guy at running back. And yeah, he's a number, he's the first round draft pick. He, he was drafted to be the guy. I loved his honesty yesterday in the locker room. I loved how he was polite and said James is his friend. He wishes him well, but he does not want to eat off someone's plate anymore. He is a competitor. He wants to be the guy. He will be the guy. He won't shock you now with the amount of carries he gets in the game or the amount he is in the game. He is a guy that is there for key moments. And no one, I shouldn't say no one, someone will now go count Travis Etienne's carries to Hasty's carries to Snoop Connor's carries. <laughs> we don't need to count carries anymore because he's not going to shock you with the amount of carries he gets. This isn't that offense, and we have to stop counting carries. He might get a touchdown this week because I think this is just the week where Travis Etienne, everyone was so upset about the James Robinson departure. Fans were. If Travis Etienne gets a touchdown on Sunday, you're feeling much better about the trade, and it's all going to make sense on Sunday. You yeah, I don't think fans were mad at Travis necessarily. I know what you're saying. If he can score, if he can show that he's that reliable guy, um, yeah, I think fa- I think fans overall will come to understand the trade over time as they see these two guys' careers play out more than anything else. Yeah, and just this reminder that James Robinson's a nice player. He's not Fred Taylor. It's mm-hmm. not like they traded a franchise player, right? They traded a guy uh, who had been important around here, mm-hmm. but now when you draft a running back in the first round, it's his job. He needs to be the guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's his job. Starts this week. All right, and that is He Will, He Won't, He Might, presented by Suddeth when we come back. Monday's headlines today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Buy us, advancing the way the world pays, banks, and invests. Monday's headlines today on a Thursday morning as the Jaguars get ready to fly to London this afternoon. We are predicting the outcome of Sunday morning's game. Brian, what do you think? John, you want to tell her who the Pet Shop Boys were? It's a band, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm going to play off the song. I go, uh, West End Boys, right? It's, Wembley is not in London's West End, but it's west of the city, so it's kind of a playoff of it. Uh, and I say that um, the Jaguars, who are the team of record over there, they play a game every year. Um, and and I, there's an interview in Sunday's 
uh, third hour of pregame with Henry Hodgson, who's the new CEO of NFL Europe, um, who talks about the Jaguars' decision to play over there and how important it is. Um, so they're the West End boys this week in the exclamation point, meaning they get away. Yeah, I like it. John, what are you thinking? Uh, mine is actually uh, not very London-oriented. Uh, close no more, because I think they do it this week. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure I've predicted them to win yet this year, uh, just for different circumstances. Well, well it, in, in the last two or three weeks, it's been because I had not seen them win a close game. And you were right. And I thought they were going to be close games. I, I, I was right. Um, <laughs> but I think this week, you it, there's been years in London where all of a sudden they've come out and just played different in London. I think those weeks are over. I mean, I think those games are over. I don't think London's going to be an advantage for this team anymore. No. I, think, I think teams are figuring Everyone's it out. Everyone's over there, too. But I, I just feel like they've been close, and this breakthrough, the Broncos are not playing particularly well. The Jaguars, I think they're going to get up. I think, they're getting, I think they're going to get a turnover early and get ahead. And I'm not even sure. I'm not picking a blowout because I think the Broncos are really good defensively. But I think the Jaguars can get up, can get an advantage, and maintain it through the end. Maybe, maybe have it be a feel-good margin, eight four. Most of the game reflect they're in control. And if they do, we'll be talking about the defense because the offense will set the defense up. Mm-hmm. Right? They'll be able to be that attacking, uh, intercepting defense with a lead. But right. if the team can sit and pound at them, as we've seen the last couple of weeks, it Ain't won't be. Work. Yeah, that's no, not as good. I've been told the song is West End. Girls, right. not so that, boys. Right, so you understand why I changed yeah, it, because yeah, they're boys, yeah. not girls. Interesting. Yeah, no, no, it's not interesting. They're <laughs> boys. My title is going to be made the play, because I think, like we talk about on defense, it has to be the defense this week. They have not shown up. They have not made the key play when it matters. I believe they will on Sunday against the Broncos. It just it has to be the defense this week. Of course, you want the offense to do well. With the way the defense has played the past couple of weeks, you need to see them show up and make a play when it matters most. All right. You like it? I like it. All right, let's do it. The Jaguars playing against the Broncos Sunday morning in London. We will be back next Wednesday. Cannot do a show Monday morning. We will be very sleepy coming back from London. (laughs) But we'll see you next Wednesday right here on Jaguars Drive Time. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.